good um, subject would be, um, you know, when someone wants something, their thoughts focused on the lack of it or what they don't have actually hurting them and not helping them. I thought that would be something that would be good and then could be practical steps or something. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't believe I heard you correctly. Well, that was because you were staring at yourself in the camera. <laughs> I was looking at the cameras to make sure that the lighting was good. Watching me swat a mosquito in the right place. I was saying the whole concept of focusing on what you want instead of what you don't have and that whole lack come from a place of lack or this or that I think that's a really good nugget and a for someone to learn but also a really good conversation to have um, that's my suggestion but I'm open obviously to others well I think that that's great and it starts with listening to yourself mm -hmm. because if we're just going based off of what we think then we find ourselves in a place that's lack. We have to put a frequency to it. And that frequency allows us to hear what we're saying. It could be to someone else, but ultimately it's to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we listen to it and we say, wait a minute, where did that come from? Well, why am I having this feeling of lack? Mm -hmm. where, is, where are these thoughts coming from that says, I don't have this and I need this or I want this? Mm -hmm. Because before you can move into this place of focusing on abundance, infinite possibilities, creation, all of this stuff, you have to oftentimes go back before you can go forward because if the thought feeling or emotion stems from I don't have this and I need this then that's your first indicator that you're focused on mm -hmm. lack yeah there's something missing it's like the the underlying thing like there's something missing right now that I need to have right which means just you're in lack right so it, it's um and some people will hear that and be like so what i'm not supposed to want anything like i'm just supposed to be you know like there's what about goals and what about moving forward yeah. because i've had conversations with other individuals like what does that mean i just sit here and this right. is it and i'm like no that's not what it means like there's a thing called you can have intentions of what you'd like to see take place and you can look at, at life and, and have goals but there's a difference in saying something's missing right now and yeah. I want this because something's missing around and that's where the authentic conversation with yourself has to take place in looking at some of those things and saying is this something I want because I feel like it's missing and if I have it I'm going to feel happy content yeah. fulfilled whatever it is right. and that is a lie that's the old story it says that I need to get somewhere else or have something else to get this emotion that's already in the moment or this feeling that's already in the moment. So I was talking to the guys this morning and they were um, laughing because Monday night, at the end of Monday night's meeting, I'm like, man, how are we gonna yeah. catch Eric up on this? 
<laughs> like, I mean, I was just completely amazed with those two hours, in awe of those two hours, and just really aware of the abundance of that time. And we were joking and laughing because if you're not there, it's really hard to catch someone up to it right. and explain it. And then Tuesday night rolls around and we have our next meeting and it was like tenfold of what Monday was and it was just such abundance and on Monday I couldn't have realized, I couldn't even figure out or think yeah. of how to top that moment in mm -hmm. time. And so after the meeting on Tuesday, once everyone left, I sat at the end of the table and I was just kind of being in the moment and remembering the feeling. Mm -hmm. Just went my way and where else was like, so how is, if you think about it, everything's going real smoothly and everything's going exactly the way that you quote pictured it to be. Is that really the universe working for you? Right. Or it could be, but just because everything's not going exactly how you quote envisioned it doesn't mean it's the universe working against you. Right. Because what you've done there in that in that kind of vision of things is said, okay, as long as things go my way, the universe working for me. I'm familiar, things seem to make sense. I'm able to kind of add things up and at least come up with a story that makes sense to me. The universe is working for me. This is uncomfortable. This isn't going well. This isn't going like I planned. I feel anxious, whatever else. The universe is not working for me. Something's wrong. Old story steps in. I start listening to it, and it feeds and cre recreates that same stronger emotion. That's what I was. I kept hearing from him last night. It was like this weird combo on that. So, anyway. So yeah, y'all caught us in the middle of a conversation. I figured I'd go ahead and hit play or record. Yeah. So that uh, you can hit play. You can hit play, <laughs> and and we can continue on with uh, talking time. about what's going on here at uh, the Life Restoration Compound yeah. in the Office of Infinite Possibilities and some of the incredible meetings that we've been having at the Adonai House with the guys and just self-revelation and just uh, we sit back here and talk a lot and the camera's usually not on and there's a whole bunch of good stuff that we're talking about that is usually energy that has been taken from the previous night's meeting the previous day where it just continues to unfold into this incredible creation of what is and we continue to ride the the quantum wave so this video is just about opening that up to everyone else while we continue to talk unfold all that all that good stuff and last night was another one oh, of those man. moments in time there were so many you know Tony Robin, Robbins calls them breakthroughs yeah. um, big ones too not I just, mean just, just well every breakthrough is big but it to, was epic. to be at a table <laughs> and just to see and participate in 
one after another after another after another is uh, at the time I was speechless afterwards like I sat at the table for five to ten minutes after everyone left and just was sitting there remembering that feeling mm -hmm. because it was nothing it was I've been I've been doing this for a long time for 12 years and you know I've been to a lot of meetings and I had never experienced that feeling, yeah. that energy. And I probably said that Monday night. I probably said that last Tuesday night, last Monday night. But that's just kind of where I've been personally lately is um, like every moment is the best moment that I've ever experienced in my life. Not because my life is perfect, not because my finances are perfect, not because of any really exterior things. It's, it's just this place where you, where I have felt in complete alignment with um, the power that is everything. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I was thinking about that this morning on the way in, and of how to kind of explain that to somebody that what you know wasn't there, you know, or wasn't in the room, and I think part of it, like I would equate it to, you know, the appreciation of that of like a moment or how we're kind of been, is equivalent, to like you know, when people go on vacation, and they step out on the beach or something, and it's like everything else that's in their quote world has finally peels off for at least a minute or whatever it is like and they have that moment where it's like oh like heavenly right like it's like and, and then they they talk about it for a long time it's like hey there was like i got to the beach i stood there and looked at the water and it was like everything else disappeared and i just appreciated where i was at that moment and and what i and i've had those moments before but what i'm realizing is like these things are happening consistently in every moment I'm not you don't have to travel to the beach you don't have to get on the plane and go to Mount Everest or you know go to anywhere it's just the moment you're in can be that experience over and over and over again if because all that is is the act of being present and sometimes people accidentally fall into that because they don't really realize what they're doing they're going on vacation or they're doing something or they bump into a conversation where they get present and they're like wow that was really amazing and powerful and what we're being purposeful about that and, and, and the practices that we're doing on a regular basis, which just keep us on a higher level in that place, in my opinion. And the meeting last night, what I, what I like looked around and said, you know, I think I've mentioned this to you, was for the longest time, Jason was present <laughs> at the meeting, you know, right. and then Eric would be present and sometimes not. Right. And then... We'd have one other guy here and there pop in, you know, that was present. And what's happening right now is we've got a good number of people that are showing up and sitting down for these authentic conversations. And there's six, seven people totally present at the same time simultaneously. And it's like these, you know, mind-blowing experiences and high-energy experiences and breakthroughs taking place just in these conversations that are going on. So it's been insane, you know, in a, in a like insane in, in a good way, yeah. like just like mind blowing that the 
the takeaways and revelation. I mean, like for me last night, it was epic. Like epic, epic, like 23 years worth of old shit flying out the window. Epic. Like huge, you know. And I know for two other people that were on the in the meeting, one of them was online, you know, had a similar experience. So it's nuts when you just get present with and listen. Like, you know, we were talking about last night with the communication piece, you know, of listen to, you know, say what you feel and then listen to what's being said. And that in and of itself was like just, I don't know. Like, so I said, I, there, was, there was like six meetings going on simultaneous for me at one point in time. I was like, my brain was... So up. last night, the I think the question of the night was, did you hear what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I think I'm going to write that down because I yeah. didn't really get a chance to talk that was or good. to write a lot of notes last night because I was participating so much. But um, what a powerful question. That question kicked in. Well, that was it being the question of the night. In every circumstance that we saw major breakthroughs, that was the question that was asked. Right. And it seems like lately the conversation, you know, our focus obviously has been, been around, we're stemming back to authentic communication and relationships. Yep. And so, you know, let's break, break down some of that the most important relationship that you'll ever have is the relationship with yourself. Period. Yeah. If you don't know yourself, if you are not in an intimate relationship with yourself, if you do not listen to yourself, you will not be able to have a relationship with anyone or anything else. Yeah. I think, you know, when, when you said that yesterday... A lot of stuff went through my mind again, and it's not the first time I've heard anybody say that. But um, because you've been saying it for a long time, so it's not, it wasn't new, right? But in listening and last night, it was I heard it in a new way, you know. And I think it's important for you know the conversation at hand when we're looking at at that statement that I would I would ask people. You know, when you're practicing communication and hearing, um, you know, say what you feel and, and hear what's and listen to what's being said, there's a lot of background talk that kicks in when somebody says a statement like, the most important relationship you can ever have is the one with yourself. Right. Be so let's let's because, let's camp there for a minute. Right. Let's talk about what some of those things are that come into your head. Yeah. So, you know, coming out of a, uh, you know, religious upbringing and religious background I know for that the part that twisted first was well that you know and for I would you know if I had heard that statement a year ago or two years ago it would have been red alert something's wrong here and this story kick in about well the most important relationship you have is relationship with God right um, and and never to take the time to really listen to what you're saying in that statement and what that statement means uh, because the defense mechanisms would kick in and say this challenges what I think I know right right and 
and in that, then it's immediate, like, beep, 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 the walls go up, and, and I'm not going to be totally aware of what even those walls are, because I already coming from a place where I think I'm right, and anytime I'm coming from a place where I think I'm right, and there's no room for anything else, then I cannot communicate authentically with myself or with anybody else, because I'm already, there's already so much going on, I can't hear now, what I can do is articulate how that makes me feel. Because then I can have a dialogue with myself and with someone else about, hey, when you say that, I'm he here's what I'm hearing you say. Right? And then speak out to you what I'm hearing you say. Most of the time, what I'm hearing you say is actually what I'm hearing myself say to myself Correct. versus the words that you used. And that's an exercise in and of itself. Because what is, is the statement that you said. What you mean, and the meaning that I attach to it, could be to two totally different things. That's where the authentic communication comes into play, where bit breakthroughs can take place. And what we saw last night was, in a different circumstance on a different topic, was someone let their guard down and say, here's how I feel about something. And as he was able to bounce those things back off you and I, and we were able to ask questions about where does that come from? Where did you, where do you think that came from? What's the source of that? We were able to see the lights come on and expand out of a place of, I think I know, or I know I know, to, oh, wow. Listen to what I was doing to myself. So, you know, I think the people that are listening, that's, it's foreign, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that's just so pre-programmed in the way that we think and the way that we respond to words, especially when it comes to stuff that we are very, very emotionally attached to. Married to. Married to, you know, and that could be even relationship stuff. When people talk about marriage or, you know, your kids or whatever it is, that there's a whole thing that happens there. And so, um, anyway, I want to bring that up because I thought it was important. It was really powerful. Um, but I also know that on that topic, I know in particular on that topic because I have family members and friends that are still very religious. And that's great. It's not a dig at anybody. It's just I know that when they hear me say that, I can, the communication changes. Yeah. You know, and I know from being on the other side of that coin what some of the pre-programming that kicks in it says. And it, 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 it blocks the ability to authentically communicate about that. Right. And so... We get to this place where we, right from the get-go, because of the meaning that we have attached to words, the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that we have attached to words, right from the get-go of the majority of one's conversation in every single day uh, is separated from or right from the get-go, it in it stops us from being able to participate in authentic communication. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think being aware of that is a huge part of some of the, maybe even a lot of the pain that individuals go through while they're on the adventure of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Because you begin to position yourself to listen to yourself. So it's like the first question, ask yourself throughout the day that you could ask yourself internally or you could ask yourself out loud is, did you listen to what you just said? Mm -hmm. 
and then see if you have the ability to repeat back what, what you just said. It, what we saw last night and what, what we know to be true with most people is they have no clue what they're saying. Huh. Uh, there's uh, the old, uh, I don't know what it would be called, saying or whatever where it says you're talking out of your ass. Yeah. It's, just, it's like you have absolutely no idea what you're saying. Mm -mm. And that in itself is such a powerful tool to become aware of the fact that you're walking around in this limited conscious time that you have every day saying a tremendous amount of things but having no idea what you're saying because you're not listening to yourself. Yeah. And so, just that exercise is a, is a great place to start in authentic communication as well as self-awareness, as well as, you know, authentic relationship is that, you know, we have been told a tremendous amount of things. One of those things is, if you come from the religious background, is that the most important relationship that you can have is with God. And what that does to us is it it takes us and it puts us in the corner and then it tells us to communicate with this thing that's outside of us that we can't see that we don't understand mm -hmm. and no one really tells you how to do it and so that first relationship is a is a place where there's not a lot of communication because even if there is a God that's sitting on the other side of your conversation, because of your inability to communicate to yourself, you cannot communicate to, to this entity yeah. that you are describing as God. And so... You know, I think to myself, man, again, you know, if God was dating us, he would be miserable. Well, it'd be, again, we have so much pre programmed. I like it pre programmed like those old switchboard things where you hit a button and it's like, so it puts a quote, right? And that's like how the pre program it's like, beep, beep, you know, hello. Yes, I want this. You know, and you hit a button. And like, if that was my communication with my creator, because that's the internal communication that's going on because I've never taken the time to become aware of those things, then what type of relationship is that? And that's the relationship I'm starting to have with myself is, is that I'm walking through life and living through life, allowing pre-programmed, automated responses to dictate everything. Never going back to check and see, and there's, and there's nothing wrong with automated responses. We're, we are geared to create those to conserve energy for ourselves because we learn and file and repeat certain things. But it'd be like if I was running a, a business and I created a recording for people when they called in, and 15 years later my business has grown, changed, I've got new products, I've got all kinds of different stuff going on, and they're hitting press one and they're getting the 1984 message. Yeah. Like they're gonna go, what does that even mean? But I've never taken the time to even do inventory on my or audit my systems to say, hey guys, 
you know, when you call in, it says press one. We don't even have that location anymore. It's, it's you know, it's connecting people to a dead office. Yeah. You know, and so that's what most of us do with our internal communication. And then we wonder why our external communication to everybody else is all jacked up and why people don't get us and why we can't connect with other people and why we always feel detached and why we feel like we can't make progress. Well, that's why. Because you're running on old, outdated, broken systems. When you're detached from yourself. Yeah. And so every... Not every, but I, I would I would venture to say that the majority of your conversation and your conscious hours are frustrating. And so you tend to move away from things that rub you or irritate you in such a way that you don't want to participate in it. Therefore, you, any kind of interaction that you do have with other people it's kiddie pool conversation it's right. sunday morning you know how you doing you look good how's betty sue how's your mom how's the weather jesus loves you i'm praying for you yeah. bless, bless your her heart, heart. <laughs> um all these different things and you know that that outside communication is also shallow yeah. that you're never forced to go any deeper which means that when you are by yourself, then your conversations with yourself are the same way. And what you do is you fill your time with, you know, your children, or you fill your time with your work, or you fill your time with working out, or you fill your time with watching TV or distractions, business, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you pass out at night and you wake up and you do it all over again. And you tell yourself that you're doing a good job. Yeah. But you have no idea who you are. No. Because you're not willing to get committed yep. to the most important relationship in your life, which is yourself. Yourself, yeah. I think the, the comment like that's real familiar to most people is, how you doing? I'm great. I'm good. Whichever response most people have. Doing good. Doing great. And we never even question, what does that mean? What did you just say there? Like if you think about it, and are you really doing great? What is great? What's really going on with yourself? And and it's it is a, a you know kind of a societal norm to respond that way, because it's like going hey it's like high five when you walk by somebody. There's no real interaction there. And it doesn't mean you have to interact with everybody you come in contact with that way. But the the problem is is that over time you've conditioned yourself that that answer is equivocal to a real answer with yourself. Right. And so you you can say I'm great, <clears throat> and in your mind, I'm done. Right. But I don't understand why I feel like crap. My life's still when miserable. When your body's saying bullshit, your body, yeah, it's like Tony Tony Robbins again saying, you know, you can close your eyes and say I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, and then walk away, and you stub your toe and you kick your dog and. Right. scream at your wife and this, that, and the other is because your body is saying bullshit. You're not. It doesn't matter what you're <clears throat> telling yourself because that is just that pre-programmed old story. And so that's why we end up in this place where, you know, we tell ourselves a whole bunch of different things in our, in our life. Our physical body is not in alignment with what we're saying to others as well as ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we get frustrated. 
and we say, you know, why aren't things working out the way in which they need to be work, worked out? And so then we go grab another pill or join a different kind of gym or buy a dog or change our job or, you know, get a new outfit or whatever it is. Yeah, this the isn't working. Thing. This doesn't work for me. Now I'm going to do this. And then we go through the whole process over again. And it's an exhausting, killing process. You're actually killing yourself in that process, that participation. Yeah. Well, it's it's that old. It becomes your old story of it's not. It can't be this. So it's got to be this other thing that I've created an explanation for as to why it's not working. So now this doesn't work. Now this doesn't work. Now this doesn't work. Now this doesn't work. I've got all these stories going on as to why they don't work which are draining energy for me to explain them away out of existence for myself. And then the simplicity of what I really need to do has eluded me. And that is where I get my energy from, is those simple, and we were talking about this earlier, like those conversations we had last night where it was, here's, here's one person's inner dialogue, and there was this enormous conversation going on around why he felt this quote emotion that he thought he felt and in asking questions he went down to a very simple possible explanation that left one leaves you in a place of complete and utter chaos and uh, as a victim with no control over anything the hierarchy's up here it's coming down to get you the other one leaves you in a position of complete simplicity in the moment saying and acknowledging how you feel to yourself and to who you're communicating with and a complete empowerment and it was four or five words versus 17 paragraphs for the first chapter of a book of that no one's going to buy right <laughs> this movie that you're trying yeah. to sell hollywood is not buying yeah literally you know, literally <laughs> and figuratively yeah uh and which is with the old story and that's what we want to do is just continue to grab a hold of this thing and bring the old story to the present moment and use it as uh, a source of definition of knowing why we are the way we are and it just doesn't work so well you know to talk to the audience to the viewing audience to the fans out there you know we know a lot of people a lot of people that are in the religious environment mm -hmm. okay and so what we want you to know is that we don't think that there's anything wrong with that not it's just not right for me based on how far where i've come from who i am where i am in this current moment in time i've evolved past it but what i want to do is give them something a tool that allows them to maybe hear what we're saying and not shut down every time they get this irritation of you know oh there they go again eric jason are bashing the church or they're bashing religion or they're doing this or doing that you know what what can we give them that will allow them to give us a, a second consideration that maybe what we're saying has some possibility to it 
maybe what we're saying, maybe why you're listening to this right now is not so that you can get irritated, but so that you can expand beyond who you think you are. And yeah. how to deal with that initial thought, feeling, or emotion, this old story that says, you know, that's against what I think, so I'm not going to participate anymore. Right. I would, well, one thing is just, did you hear what you just said? Right. You know, because what we're, what typically happens when you hear something is we have a tendency to categorize right, wrong, right? Like we think we're right and therefore you're wrong in what you, what you're stating or in that, on the inverse of that, it would be what you just said doesn't sound like what I think currently. So therefore it must be something wrong with what you're saying. And it, it, it creates this kind of weird battle as it would be and to what we're saying is like remove the battle listen to what's said and ask yourself the question you know did you hear what you just said and then you can dig a little bit deeper and they're like where'd that come from you know where did that dialogue come from and take the exploration like you know that's that's how we got where we are and again we haven't arrived anywhere it's not what we're saying but there's this continual dig and adventure going on by questioning what we think we know to open up to the infinite possibilities of what can be and what is in the moment that it's at hand. Um, I think that is, you know, just that simple question. Like we saw it just rock some people's, rock my socks last night. And I've asked myself that question before. I asked myself that question numerous times and it, it poses some real, it's a powerful tool. Yeah. And it's not what you, just to clarify, you, you don't have to audibly say something. It's what did, did you just say in your head? If you're, if you're having the conversation with yourself and the thought, feeling, emotion comes up, it may not have been spoken yet. Mm -hmm. But do you have the ability to know what that thought, feeling, or emotion was? And are you willing, are you willing to commit to this relationship with yourself that you will listen to yourself and begin to examine where did that come where from? Where did that come from? Well, see, I, like, I'll give you an example that I did for me with that, right? There's a mosquito. Mosquitoes in Florida. Um, is that when you hear that statement, then that, that, that old story kicks in of, well, you know, quote, God is the most important relationship. So in, J, in, in the statement that Jason made, how am I coming to the conclusion that God's not included in that statement? Right. Right. So somehow in that statement, I have seen an ex exclusion of the creator. Right. And then I have to go ask myself a question is, well, based on the undeniables that I know about the creator, is it possible to exclude? <laughs> right. Right. So then I go, okay, so... There's some undeniables I just looked at there. Now I've got to reframe this and go, wait a minute, so what did he actually say versus what I heard and what I said to myself? And then it's just that continual digging of, wow, you know, it's kind of, and, and what, what people, what you'll realize when you do this and what we've realized when you do it is that there's an awful lot of inner dialogue that we're, you're, we're unaware of that positions us in a place <clears throat> of, what we call lack here, which means in a position of not continual growth, right? Like I, it puts me in a spot that says, this is it. 
we and, and the lack language is typically always never there's some normally absolutes involved so you can kind of pick up on some techniques that way but it positions us in a place that does not allow expansion and so um, you know your comfort zone typically has a lot of lack statements in it <laughs> yeah I mean just the simple fact is like if you think you know if you know everything like if you know everything about yourself and about what you think you know in this current moment close your eyes and ask yourself if, if this is where you're supposed to be mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that yourself will repeat back to you hell no because individuals that think they know everything about themselves as well as what's out there in life are often operating from this place of lack and, and even if you are a rare individual mm -hmm. that has the perfect family, the perfect job, you're making the perfect amount of money, everything is going the exact way in which you want it, you think, in your life. What if there was better than that moment? Mm -hmm. Because your greatest thoughts, your greatest dreams, your greatest imaginations, uh, your greatest pictures, your greatest experiences cannot compete with what you were created to be. Yeah. And that's what we know to be true because we've been on this adventure wherein a committed relationship with ourself as well as uh, each other and other people in our authentic community and we are constantly positioning ourselves to say you know what maybe that's not the way it's supposed to be and in that moment the willingness to begin allows some of the old to move out and the new creation the co-creation of greater things to arrive in our now mm -hmm. in this moment in time and the more we walk around shaking our head going no no, no I can't hear you I can't hear you I'm not listening I can't see it I'm not seeing it we're not allowing you know something's got to move out for something new to move yeah. in well I, you know if if you go so one of the exercises we do is you know go back to you know where you came from and look at the undeniables of where you came from to who you are to kind of reset right and when you when we're talking about the groups that we're talking about a lot of them are recovery people church people whatever it may be right people that maybe have done some stuff to progress obviously they they're further along than where they were 10 years ago five years ago is I would ask the question if you had gone into your current environment with the same mindset that you have approaching this new environment with if with resistance do you think and you had maintained that resistance do you think you would be where you are today in the current environment most people would answer no if I had gone into the 12 steps of recovery and said no 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 I don't I don't I, this all sounds weird to me it doesn't make sense I already know what I need to do blah 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 then I would have never gotten to experience what was in that environment that taught me a lot 
got to gain a lot. This same thing when I went into the church. If I had walked in there with the same mentality of, I already know all this. There's nothing, you know, what you're saying makes me feel uncomfortable. It doesn't jive with what I already know. Each step didn't jive with what I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. And so that would be my challenge. Whatever environment, whether it's corporately or in your marriage, you know, we bring up religion quite a bit because so many people are so heavily involved mentally and, and, and emotionally with that. Well, it's a big topic yeah. in our but even if you're an society, but yeah. we were, it's because that's where we came. Yeah. From, and we can only share based on our, our experience, experience, strength, and yeah. purpose. So, you know, we have we Eric and I both dedicated our lives to uh, a system and understanding this system, and we were committed to it more than most, mm-hmm. more than the Sunday Christian or the, you know, I'm in the choir type of person. I mean, we were. From the moment we rose till the moment we fell asleep, indoctrinating ourselves with knowing Mm -hmm. this system that we were committed to. And testing it. Yeah. And so that's where where we're coming from. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Not an outside looking in, point our finger type thing. No. So... But that, you know, for me, that was it. That's a good spot is to say, like, you know, that brings me back to where I am now, right? Like, I know, based on experience, when I've opened myself up to the possibility that uh, that there's more, then it, it puts me in a position to experience more. Right. And and so, in a, and these are the things that, you know, I'm just sharing some of the things that I've talked to myself about over the years. If that's true... And if I truly believe that I'm an eternal and infinite being, why would I think that I've somehow gotten into an environment that is done, complete, this is it, and there's no more room for expansion? That doesn't make sense based on the experience that I have on the undeniables that have already taken place. Right. Based on who I know I am. Right. So therefore, I have to open myself up, which I did again with some of the stuff we're doing now. I remember when you brought some of it up, I thought it was weird as shit. You know, I'm like, holy crap, we're going down this path? Like, this is like, you know, at one point in time, I would have called it devil worshiping, you know, or or opening myself up to whatever. Yeah, new age. New age and all these labels that were on stuff, right? And just like before, there were times when I didn't open myself up in the Christian environment to certain labels. And then once I took the label off and looked at it, I was able to experience more in that Christian environment than I had previously. Right. And so it's the same fundamentals as you go through, right? So, you know, most of us have done these things before. They just dress up in different clothing at different points in time when they show up, and we, and we allow that to confuse us. But if we understand who we are based on where we've come from, then we're able to pick up on the patterns of what have gotten us to this point in time to now and then understand what's at hand. Right, and then we then we have the ability to ask ourselves, you know, is this now understanding this thought, feeling, and emotion that I'm having in this moment, the now, loving to me? Mm-hmm. Is it producing life in, in me. me in the moment? And does it have the potential to produce life moving forward? Right. Or is this something that I have been tied to because it's where I came from? that I really don't want my kids to experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to treat others that way. 
I don't want to continue to make this a reality in my life. I don't see it in my two-year, five-year, ten-year goals or mm -hmm. life plan. And that is the power in which we all have at that moment in time to say, you know what? It's not that I have to go do something or I have to remove something or I have to go back. I simply have to just see it for what it is and put my hands up and say, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And step into the future, not carrying everything what you just became aware of that's not needed or necessary right yeah. or meant and that's yeah. the empowerment that's the statement I just jumped on the quantum wave uh, that says you know we've been given everything that we need mm -hmm. and that begins with our willingness to see that we've been given everything we need and use this ability in this moment in time, in this conversation with ourselves, to begin to take steps into a new story mm -hmm. and allow things to stay where they are yeah. from our past. And well, it doesn't make them bad. No, it doesn't. It's it, part of who we are. Mm -hmm. It just is not something that we want to continue to bring into the future. It's just movement. Mm -hmm. I, I don't bring my old house to my new house right. when I move. It's a lot nothing, of people do. There's nothing wrong with the old house, but I don't dig up the foundation and put it on a truck and move it to the new house. It, right. it wouldn't make any sense. And so what we take some of the things that we need to take with us from there to the new place, and we have a new experience at the new house. And I think what what happens a lot of times with people and what, and what I've been aware of and, and started to look more heavily at when it comes to change, so I'm going through a lot of change right now personally, a lot of unknowns, and historically it would scare the shit out of me and right now I'm enjoying the hell out of it is but I, I before this happened I learned something and was became heavily aware of something through some of the stuff we we're doing which is the reason one of the reasons that change in in looking at progressing or whatever you want to call it moving is scary in the sense that we're talking about whereas like if I'm moving from my house to another house I've already picked out another house I can see it I've paid for it right when, I, when change happens a lot of times, change takes place or growth takes place in the unknown space. It's yep. unidentifiable. So all I'm able to identify in the moment is all this is going away. right? I see what's leaving, but I can't see what's coming. Mm. And so it creates fear mm -hmm. with people. And so just understanding and being aware of that helps you understand, like, I don't need to focus on what's leaving. I need to focus on what's now so that I'm fully aware and focused to receive and be on my highest plane for whatever is in that next moment. Because if I'm focused on what's leaving, I'm not focused on what's now. And that drives the fear. And that's, I think a lot of people get hung, I've been guilty of that, we get hung up in that space because this is crystal clear. Yeah. I can sit and do an inventory on what is exiting my life. Yeah. And then there, when I do the balance sheet on the uh, income, yeah. right? Income leaving, yes. income coming in, and we can't see. Don't it. know, yeah, right. And so, I can project, which puts me in another place of energy drain, of saying, "Here's what it's going to be like," or I can accept and experience what's now and say, "What's now? What's real? What's in my moment right now?" And value the moment. Value the moment, which allows you to then be positioned to be surprised.
Which is by awesome. infinite possibilities, just like we were surprised last night. Just like I'm surprised every day lately around here where the minute that I think that I can't believe how some things are going and communication is happening, I'm just, every day I'm in awe yeah. of... What just showed up. Right, and how our Creator has allowed me to be positioned to simply share my information oh. and participate in just undeniable, unexplainable life restoration. Now, I don't know what at what point in time in our existence that we like became opposed to being surprised. Because when you look at little kids, they love surprises. Mm -hmm. They love just like any type of surprise. And as adults, we almost like you hear people like, "I don't want a surprise party. I don't want surprise. No, no surprises." And and yet, I, I had to take a look at that and go, "Man, where did that come from?" Like, and I heard myself say this. Where, what, did I hear what I just said to myself? Like, and then like, but when you think about surprises, it's awesome. Like, and then think about the act of the, someone surprising you and the act of being surprised. So if you believe there's a creator. Or even if you believe that you're surprising yourself by positioning yourself in a certain position. Sure. Why would you want to rob yourself or your creator of that experience? Or both of you. Or both of you from that experience. Right. Like, think, I mean, think, I, I, was, I have kids, so I think about it in that kind of capacity to help me help my, help my wrap my head around it. If I had the ability to surprise my daughter, and she had the ability to be surprised, and I said, nope. Would that, be, would that be something that I would want to do? And I would be like, hell no. I would love to get up every day and surprise the shit out of her. And, and watch her face and let her experience that. So why in God's name would, would I do that to myself? And why would, it, would my creator do that to me? Do that to me. Right. And so then the question, I, I can dig in further of like, what have I taught myself or conditioned myself to think about surprise, being surprised in the unknown? that I have misdefined, you know, and, and misframed or framed improperly that makes that look awful to the point of I'd rather sit where I am and hoard my little stuff that I have versus open myself up to be surprised by something that's infinite. It's like mind-boggling you start having that conversation with yourself. You're like, wow, who the hell wouldn't want to do that? I've got an infinite bank account but I'm refusing to acknowledge that it exists. Right. <laughs> you know, it, like, it's just, it's silly. But anyway, that's... It's a pretty shitty place to be. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, we're glad y'all joined us, and uh, know that you will receive something from this moment in time, as we have, and we'll... We are going to make an effort to do some more of this stuff and put it out there as we continue to evolve. But uh, we look forward to speaking with you personally. But until we get that opportunity, uh, have a remarkable day mm -hmm. and create. You are creators. You are greater than anything you could have ever imagined. That's who you are. So act like it and live authentically.